0: John chapter 11, starting in verse 17. So when Jesus came, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary was sitting in the house. Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. And Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? And she said to him, Yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. My name is Hillary Milliken. My husband and I serve as missional community leaders here at Bridgeway. We will be talking about letting hope arise. Now, hope is tricky. There's that verse in Proverbs that says, Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but when desire comes, it is the tree of life. So simple, so short, so catchy. But anyone who has spent any time in the first half of that scripture, who has lived out the carving of that first phrase, is familiar with what a desperate, lonely, painful place hope can be. The very presence of hope in my life means that I have unfulfilled promises, unanswered pleas, unhealed woundings, especially right now when my hope is basically on its last leg. The ropes that tether hope to my heart and keep it from flinging wildly away from my soul are strained because my every day is now filled with unfamiliar and new hopes that I have to navigate. I hope my children come out of this pandemic emotionally unscathed. I hope this is just a cold and not something trying to kill me. I hope when I go to the store, I don't accidentally pick up an extra carton of COVID. It's hard to keep my stiff upper lip in my day-to-day, much less give any sort of trusting thoughts or faith-filled prayers to the deeper, longer-lived, farther-away hopes. And it is especially hard to hope when it is just plain too late. I'm always struck by how Jesus asks Martha and Mary to trust him, even though Lazarus is actually dead. I mean, there's not much more to do here. Nothing left to hope for. And yet Jesus comes offering them hope. Hope in me. Can you trust me? Do you believe me? I don't know how you've reacted to Jesus when he's tried to touch your too late spot with his hope, but I've reacted much like Martha and Mary. Lord, they both said, if you had been here, If you had come when we called for you, if you'd answered us, you, who we do hope in, we did hope in, because you could have, I know you could have, if you'd been here where we are, where Lazarus was, where it was all going down in that moment, if you had been here where I am, then it wouldn't have happened this way. The implication, at least in my heart, being but you weren't. And I don't understand why. I trusted you. I hoped in you. I put all of my hope in you. And you didn't come when I needed you. It's too late now. You came too late. When things don't go the way we had hoped— when things are so far away from what we believe would or should be true of our lives, it has a way of sometimes even making us question what is true of the Lord. I remember a time when I, I, just, I couldn't reconcile the goodness of God with the gaping loss in my life. I couldn't put together this God that I had trusted my whole life and given my every moment with what had happened. How could he allow this to be? He could have stopped it. He could have fixed it. He could have. He could have. Why wouldn't he? How can I trust a God who didn't when he could have? Jesus answered to Martha, do you believe me? Do you believe that I am the life, that I am your hope? Not just something to hope in, but hope itself. Do you believe this? And Martha's like, okay, don't come at me with all your, there's hope in the end and it'll all be fine in heaven stuff because that doesn't help me now. That doesn't help me here. Again, but before he has done anything, before anything has changed, Jesus stands before her and says, Yes, but Martha, do you believe me? Martha says, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are everything I hoped you were. You are God. You are my hope. And the Lord asked me in my moment, Do you believe me? And immediately my spirit cried out, Yes, I believe you. I don't know what to do with you, and I don't know how to trust you. But I know I believe you. And it was enough. Somehow, the formation of what I do believe quieted all the unanswerable questions that had caused me so much disbelief. Now, I have also experienced times in the midst of my darkest, farthest, not sure I will make it out alive places. When the Lord's words and promises, it's, it's like they hurt. There was a time when I was so desperate, so close to the edge of myself, the end of myself, really, that I told the Lord, enough, enough promises, stop. I can't take one more promise from you. I can't take the presence of one more unfulfilled thing that I have to hold on to. I, I can't do it. I can't hope. I'm like Lazarus, Lord. My hope is dead, and I am not far behind it. I can't hold on anymore. I need hope to hold on to me. Sometimes we say to our souls, like Martha and David and so many others, Oh, my soul, trust in the Lord. Hope in the Lord. Let hope arise. And our souls respond. Sometimes we are like Lazarus himself, where there is not even the option to hope anymore. Still, Jesus stands outside the tomb of our hearts and calls to us. He calls hope to arise from places that feel long gone. Because he has been there. That's why he is our hope. He has been to hell and back again. He has felt utterly betrayed and abandoned by the Lord. He has borne our grief, our sorrows. He has been unable to lift even his head. He has been to the unimaginable edges of his own heart and life. He has asked God, why? And he has even heard nothing in return. He has been here. He knows this place but more importantly, he knows the way. He is the way to hope everlasting. He is the life to our long-gone places. He is the truth that makes that way. He is our morning star, a promise in the darkest of our nights that morning is coming. He is coming. Though you be bones in a valley, though you be a body in a tomb, Though you be grieving an unbelievable actuality, though you be living a hell, do you believe him? It is enough. And may he who is our hope arise in your heart, in your situation, in your soul, outside your tomb, in your yesterday, today, and tomorrow. May hope arise. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her just at the break of dawn. Psalm 46, 5.